The Bible Study Podcast, episode 119. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Luke with the story of the Good Samaritan. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. Today we continue on in Luke 10, and we start with the story of the Good Samaritan, which, if the story itself is not familiar, perhaps that name is familiar, because certainly in English we use that expression, and this is where it comes from. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? So we have this encounter that Jesus has with someone who is an expert in the law, and they come to Jesus and they ask him this most basic of questions, which is, what do I need to do to win? What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? How do I be successful in this religious thing? And they had an idea. This expert in the law really already knew the answer, which was this love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with your strength and all your mind. Now, the expert in the law is quoting from Deuteronomy 6.5, and he's extending it a bit. Deuteronomy 6.5 reads, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the lawyer, being someone in a fairly cerebral profession, has added mind. I think that's completely in keeping with the theme of the original verse. And Jesus says, yes, you've answered correctly. That's, that's the right answer. Go do this and live. That's, that's all you need to do. And then the next part of their interaction is probably the most interesting because Luke, as the gospel writer here, has a value judgment about the next question. He's, he looks inside the lawyer's mind. Well, he doesn't know exactly what the lawyer's thinking here at this point, but he makes a judgment here that when the lawyer asks, and who is my neighbor, based on what he has heard from the eyewitnesses at the time, that it appeared that the lawyer was trying to ask not really who is my neighbor, but perhaps who isn't my neighbor. He's trying to justify himself, make himself right. He's trying to make sure that he's following the law, or he's trying to make sure that he isn't breaking it. And part of the thing here is, who do I need to love that way? If I'm loving my neighbor as myself, which is the second quote that he makes, which is from Leviticus 19.18, who do I need to love that way? And the reason we ask that question is we're really asking, and who can I not love that way? Who is it okay for me to ignore? Who is it okay for me to treat badly? And so that's the reason why Luke says in order to justify himself, he asks this question. And Jesus, of course, <laughs> as is often the case, doesn't answer the question the lawyer asks. He answers the question the lawyer should have asked. And so he tells this story. In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came 
where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So we have four different people in this story. A man who's beaten up by robbers. That's all we know about him. He, we don't know his nationality. We don't know his profession. We don't know his name. All we know is that he is someone who is in trouble. He is someone who needs help. And then we have three people who have the opportunity to help him. The first two, the priest and the Levite, would be religious people. And often in Jesus' stories, religious people don't really do very well, don't fare very very well in these parables. Now, we have to think there is some reason why the Levite and the priest would pass by on the other side. They may be afraid, for instance, that if they touch him and they find out he's dead, or if he's bleeding, they would be ceremonially unclean. If the priest is on the way to perform his temple duties, he would be unable to perform them. It's not necessarily that they're completely selfish, but they don't help him. They pass by on the other side. They don't do anything. They don't check to see if he's alive. They don't help him out at all. And the third person we get is the Samaritan. And the one thing we need to remember, and I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, is what a Samaritan is. And to find that out, let's go back and look at Second Kings 17. In Second Kings 17, in this chapter, the king of Assyria comes and captures Samaria. This kingdom, this northern kingdom of Israel that for a long time has not been worshiping God and God keeps sending them prophets to say repent and finally he removes his protection and they are taken away. They are taken into captivity. They are deported. The records of the Assyrian king say 28,000 were taken. The Bible doesn't list a number. It just says that they are taken away and others are brought to the place. So it's possible that the people are half-breeds because they're a mixture of these northern kingdom Israelites, or it's possible that they're foreigners. And as they come here, and we're told that all this took place because Israel had sinned against their Lord, their God. And then after they resettle it, in verse 24, the king of Assyria brought peoples from Babylon, Kuthat, Ava, Hamath, and Seraviam, and settled them in the towns of Samaria to replace the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its towns. When they first lived there, they did not worship the Lord. So he sent lions among them, and they killed some of the people. It was reported to the king of Assyria, the people you deported and resettled in the towns of Samaria do not know what the God of that country requires. He sent lions among them, which are killing them off, because the people do not know what he requires. The king gives an order to have some of the priests brought back and to teach them how to worship the Lord. But later on, it says in verse 29, Nevertheless, each national group made its own gods in the several towns where they settled and set them up in the shrines that the northern people of Samaria had made at the high places. So we have the people of Israel taken away, the people of Judah, who are their brothers, their kin. So we have 10 tribes taken away and two tribes left. And the tribes that were left don't consider the people who are now in Samaria to be kin. They don't consider them to be of the same faith. They have this polluted faith. It's similar. It's not completely different, and it's not completely the same. 
They don't worship in Jerusalem. They worship on the mountain there. And we'll see this also come up in the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. And there is bad blood between the two. The people of Judah, the Jewish people, would not talk to Samaritans. They would not associate with Samaritans. And so when Jesus tells this story, when he uses the word Samaritan, it's like we were going back to the 1960s. You were in southern United States, and he is using the N-word and talking about a black person. Think racial stereotype. Think racial epithet. This is a person who, as he brings this out, we talk about Good Samaritan. There are Good Samaritan laws, for instance, in California where I live, that say that if you help somebody out, if you stop when you see an accident and help them out, but because you're not a professional, you may cause some harm in your intention to do good, you're protected by law. We call that a Good Samaritan law. So we use the term very positively. In that time, it is not a positive term, and the lawyer would not interpret it as a positive term. But that's the hero in this story, this good Samaritan. He's the one who stops, interrupts whatever it was that he was doing, and cares for this man to the point of going out of his way, to the point of paying his own money. This is the person that Jesus holds up in answer to this lawyer's question. Which of these, he then asks the lawyer, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Do you notice, by the way, that the expert in the law can't even bring himself to say the hero in the story is the Samaritan, the one who helped him? Jesus does not answer the lawyer's question. He tells him the question you should have asked is this. How do I be a neighbor? Go and do this. So when the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself, he's saying that this is a call for sacrificial love. This is a call for going out of your way kind of love. This is a call for practical kind of love. Go and do likewise. And that is what Jesus calls us to do also. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Hope you didn't mind too terribly much that I took a week off last week to go with my family to Hawaii. I'm back and we'll be continuing on with the Bible Study Podcast and with the study of Luke. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free Story Behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.